Book Two, Chapter Eight of *The Clansman*, an historical romance of the Ku Klux Klan by Thomas Dixon Jr. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Michelle Fry. Chapter Eight: A Dream. Elsie spent weeks of happiness in the abandonment of joy to the spell of her lover. His charm was resistless. His gift of delicate intimacy, the eloquence with which he expressed his love, and yet the manly dignity with which he did it, threw a spell no woman could resist. Each day's working hours were given to his father's case and to the study of law. If there was work to do, he did it, and then struck the word care from his life, giving himself body and soul to his love. Great events were moving. The shock of the battle between Congress and the President began to shake the Republic to its foundations. He heard nothing, felt nothing, save the music of Elsie's voice, and she knew it she had only played with lovers before she had never seen one of ben's kind and he took her by storm his creed was simple the chief end of life is to glorify the girl you love other things could wait and he let them wait he ignored their existence but one cloud cast its shadow over the girl's heart during these red-letter days of life the fear of what her father would do to her lover's people ben had asked her whether he must speak to him when she said no not yet he forgot that such a man lived as for his politics he knew nothing and cared less but the girl knew and thought with sickening dread until she forgot her fears in the joy of his laughter ben laughed so heartily so insinuatingly the contagion of his fun could not be resisted he would sit for hours and confess to her the secrets of his boyish dreams of glory and war recount his thrilling adventures and the daring deeds with such enthusiasm that his cause seemed her own and the pity and the anguish of the ruin of his people hurt her with the keen sense of personal pain his love for his native state was so genuine his pride in the bravery and goodness of its people so chivalrous she began to see for the first time how the cords which bound the southerner to his soil were of the heart's red blood she began to understand why the war which had seemed to her a wicked cruel and causeless rebellion was the one inevitable thing in the growth from a loose group of sovereign states to a united nation love had given her his point of view secret grief over her father's course began to grow into conscious fear with unerring instinct she felt the fatal day drawing nearer when these two men now of her inmost life must clash in mortal enmity she saw little of her father he was absorbed with fevered activity and deadly hate in his struggle with the president brooding over her fears one night she had tried to interest ben in politics to her surprise she found that he knew nothing of her father's real position or power as leader of his party the stunning tragedy of the war had for the time crushed out of his consciousness all political ideas as it had for most young southerners he took her hand while a dreamy look overspread his swarthy face don't cross a bridge till you come to it i learned that in the war politics are a mess let me tell you something that counts he felt her hands soft pressure and reverently kissed it listen he whispered i was dreaming last night after i left you of the home we'll build 
just back of our place on the hill overlooking the river my father and mother planted trees in exact duplicate of the ones they placed around our house when they were married they set these trees in honor of the first-born of their love that he should make his nest there when grown but it was not for him he had pitched his tent on higher ground and the others with him this place will be mine there are forty varieties of trees all grown elm maple oak holly pine cedar magnolia and every fruit and flowering stem that grows in our friendly soil a little house built near the vacant space reserved for the homestead is nicely kept by a farmer and birds have learned to build in every shrub and tree all the year their music rings its chorus one long overture awaiting the coming of my bride elsie sighed listen dear he went on eagerly last night i dreamed the south had risen from her ruins i saw you there i saw our home standing amid a bower of roses your hands had planted the full moon wrapped it in soft light while you and i walked hand in hand in silence beneath our trees but fairer and brighter than the moon was the face of her i loved and sweeter than all the songs of birds the music of her voice a tear dimmed the girl's warm eyes and a deeper flush mantled her cheeks as she lifted her face and whispered kiss me end of book two chapter eight